This is Archie King Colgan, 6-0 undefeated Bellator lightweight, and I'm here with the Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Fight fans, your time is now with the Pro Sports Podcasters. From this point on, we are going to have every Friday show about the fight game. Mixed martial arts, we're talking UFC, Bellator, Ryzen, PFL, 1FC, you name it, we've got it. We're also going to cover jiu-jitsu, so whatever's happening on the map, we're going to have it here. And we're going to cover boxing, so whenever there's a big fight scheduled, you're going to know about it. And you're going to get all the information from us. Colbert Duran, Justin Williams, and Nee Wallace-Bruce. Be sure to tune in every single week on Friday. Welcome back to the Pro Sports Podcasters. My name is Colbert Duran. You guys know me as Kobe, and I've got my MMA partner with me, Justin the Joker Williams. Justin, how's it going? Living the dream, and how about you, sir? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. I saw my surgeon today. I am on the right path to recovery. Got cleared to just walk with a walking boot and not have to drag the old man cane around so i'm feeling pretty pretty <laughs> confident today <laughs> you were walking so proper with that cane though it kind of made me jealous yeah nothing to be jealous about today <laughs> we're going to talk about ufc 289 the ufc comes back to canada it's about time i'm a little disappointed with the card overall but sometimes the most disappointing looking cards end up being some of the the best cards as far as the fights go so Here's an opportunity for a number of fighters to really stand out because when you look at the main event, it should be a cakewalk. I, I, I stress should be though. What do you think? I do think Amanda Nunez is going to come in and just absolutely dominate Irene. I can't see this going more than two rounds. However, we've seen Amanda Nunez kind of, uh, look past her opponent before i yep. don't know and that was not that wasn't too long ago so maybe she'll still have uh, some memories there of haunting her but uh, i think amanda's gonna take it round two yeah now i mean kudos to irene aldana uh, essentially she's taking this on somewhat short notice not real short notice because this was supposed to be nunez pena three i'm glad it's not mm-hmm. I, I much prefer seeing a new opponent in that situation so I'm hoping Irene Aldana makes a fight of it, but I've seen, we've both seen Amanda Nunez in the past just wreck people, just destroy opponents that are highly touted going in. I don't know if that'll be the case here. Aldana does have the skills to maybe tie her up, and I do think she has enough strength to not get bullied. I just don't know if she can go, it's brutal, man, five rounds. With Amanda Nunez, no way. Uh, you got to go with Nunez here, 100. percent Yeah, not yeah, much of one to debate. So uh, there's our main event. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's look at the co-main, and this is a bonus for us because this this fight actually wasn't supposed to take place on this particular card. It got pushed to this card because of an injury Charles Oliveira had with, I believe, his hand. But we got 
Charles Oliveira, right? The former lightweight champion versus Benil Darius, someone who's been sort of overlooked for so long. We get to really find out what Benil Darius is about here. What do you think about this fight? So I like Bilal Darius in this one. He's also very passive and he's super, super Catholic. Like every time he wins, he always thanks God. So I feel like he's going to come in with a very level head because he's like, I got the Lord on my side. And furthermore, Charles is wrestling with some demons. Like he recently lost not too long ago. And on top of that, like you say, he's coming back from a hand injury. And plus, he has his title stripped from him. Charlie Olives, DeBronx, hasn't had a good year the past, like, I want to say tw- 10 months maybe, between losing his belt, getting divorced, and his hand injury and just everything. It's It's been it's been a rough year for DeBronx. I think it's only going to continue, and Bilal Darius is going to come out on top with the dub. Now, I'd like to see Benil Darius come out with the win here just because it sort of cements what everyone believes about him like everyone has the opinion like this guy could be the next legitimate challenger it's just because he isn't very vocal and he isn't on that many people's radars he doesn't get that many high profile fights right yep a lot of his opponents are i mean names a lot of casual fans aren't going to know and i mean sure he fought tony ferguson but we're talking about a tony ferguson who is way past his prime i i would argue shouldn't be fighting anymore yeah. So this fight against Oliveira is huge for Darius. This is massive for Darius because if he loses this, I don't know who he fights next. You know what I mean? Like he could just get tossed aside. If Darius loses this, I don't have any fights left on his contract. I genuinely don't. But let's assume he loses. He's going to become a gatekeeper in the UFC. If he wants another title shot, he either has to become more vocal, as you said, or maybe even switch promotions. And I hear the PFL is doing well for signing people. So, I don't know. That's, yeah, well, let's, let's let's hope he takes it. As much as I, I really love Charles Oliver, I love his fighting style. I love the true mixed martial artist that he is. In this situation, a win for Oliveira, it doesn't do much to the division, but a win for Darius really mixes things up. So that's kind of why I'm I'm pulling for Benil Darius here. I, I don't know if I'll actually pick him when I come to making my picks, though. It's do or die for both, right? Like, both will have something on the line for this fight, which is going to make it very, very interesting. Next, we got a couple of welterweights that are basically on their way up, trying to make a name for themselves. You got Mike Mallett versus Adam Fujit. Most casual fans aren't going to know who these guys are, yeah. <laughs> okay? But they they have the kind of record that if they can make a splash, do something impressive, maybe Dana gives them a shot at somebody with a, a real recognizable name, right? You're talking about Mike Mallett, 9-1-1, Adam Fuji, mm-hmm. 9-3. So these are a couple of guys that are on the cusp of maybe doing something great and getting noticed, which means this could be a fantastic fight. So the... Mike Mallet, dude. The only reason why I remember him is because I remember thinking Eminem, blah, 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 blah. And his fight was on the February 25th. I was working that night. And it was a submission, but it was, it was, it came out of nowhere in my mind watching it. And I was like, oh, this guy's a submission artist. Turns out he's not. He's just good at that. And I was like, oh, good on you, dude. Good on you. So I don't know. That's all, I don't really know too, too much about him myself. I just know that he won his last fight by submission. Yeah, I just see this as an opportunity for both of them, right? On a main card, you're in a good good spot to get noticed. Like this is an opportunity to do something spectacular. Yeah, and then put yourself in a really good position to make some real money against a real opponent later. But before that fight, you've got a fight with a couple of guys. One of which 
found himself in a similar position that the Mike Mallett and Adam Fuji was in, where at one point Dan Ige was like hyped as the next big thing at Featherweight. And then he just got, I can't remember, it was three or four losses in a row. Can you look that up? Yep, I'm on it. Yeah. He had like three or four losses in a row as he was ascending. And since then, it's now more about, well, well, what is he then? And this fight would suggest he's a gatekeeper because Nate Landwehr is on his way up. He's on a three-fight win streak. He's looking very promising his last couple of fights. So has the UFC relegated Danny Gay to being a gatekeeper for you know ranked opponents? Or is this an opportunity for him to say, hey, I'm still here? So he lost four. There you go, four. So this guy is just uh, not doing well for himself. And he's got some impressive wins. Uh, Ige's got a win over Barbosa. Mm-hmm. And he's a exciting kind of fighter to watch. He's a real brawler, but it just seems like when he goes to make that, you know, to step up in competition, he just couldn't do it. Now, he's he's saying he can, right? He's he's starting to call people out. I just don't know if he's at that position yet. And as a result of that, he gets Nate Landwehr, which is definitely not someone he called out. This is the UFC trying to see what Nate Landwehr can do. Yeah, I think he has gatekeeper status, as you were saying. But, I mean, I'm excited to watch this fight. Hopefully, Danny Gay can kind of step back. I love the good uh, – well, I mean, you shouldn't say step back, but step up, kind of get back to the limelight again and go on an impressive run. We've seen it happen before with many athletes who go from – hype to nothing to regain Charlie Olives for instance he was on a huge slide for a while and then only in the past like two years kind of rekindled who he is BetUS Sportsbook is your ultimate destination for online betting with sports betting live betting racebook online slots and online casino it's available across the US and Canada use the code PSP to receive a massive sign up bonus now something that it's kind of odd about this particular card. It's just a weird thing about this card. Most UFC cards tend to have a number of fights on them, especially in the on the main card, in the same weight classes, right? Right. Like quite often you'll have, let's say, uh, a lightweight uh, title fight is the, the main event, but then you'll have a couple of up-and-comer lightweights also on the main card or a couple of like top 10 lightweights also main card that are kind of setting up what might happen after this particular event closes. Yeah. But on this this card, you you look at the main card and going down the line, we've got women's bantamweight title fight. You've got a <laughs> a lightweight you could kind of call it a, a challenge, title challenger elimination fight. Sure. You've got a welterweight fight, a sure. featherweight fight, yep. a middleweight fight. Yes. Right. None of them are the same, which is sort of neat. Okay. It's kind of different, but it's also kind of weird because it's going to leave a lot of people wondering, win or lose, what's happening with these with these people? Like, you just don't know. And they would try it all in Canada, too. Of course. Right? Like, yeah. So, someone I don't know much about, we got a Marc-Andre Barrio. I'm guessing by his name, I'm going to throw it out there. There's a good chance he's a TriStar or ProStar gym fighter. You want to look him up? Yeah, he's a Canadian mixed martial artist. Fights <laughs> out of uh, he's a middleweight champion. Competed with TKO Major League MMA, where he won the middleweight championship and the light heavyweight. Is this his UFC debut? Nope, nope. He uh, faced Julian Marquez and beat him there. 
He fought Anthony Hernandez and lost. He thought he fought Jordan Wright and won. He fought Chide Nicaragua. Nic- I can't pronounce the last name and lost 16 seconds in to round one. Uh, he's on UFC for a while, dude. He okay, weird, weird man. His name doesn't. It doesn't. I don't know. Doesn't stand out to me. And then his opponent, Eric Anders. I recognize Eric Anders. Yeah, this guy is just American, former kickboxer. Uh, last two fights has been win loss, and yeah, nothing, nothing major, dude. Yeah, and like, and so there's your there's your main card. Like, how how many UFC buys is this going to get, man? Not a lot. Because the, the so the issue here is most people are going to look at the Amanda Nunez Irene Aldana main event and say, "Well, Nunez is going to win for sure." I don't even have to watch that. Yeah. So that's a problem. Then you got Charles Oliveira versus Bill Darius, and like we already mentioned, Bill Darius doesn't move the needle, right? Unless you're hardcore, you're, you're not that aware of him. Charles Oliveira, I mean, most people are going to, all they're going to remember is the fact that he got owned by Islam Makachev, <laughs> right? That's yep, all they're going to remember is last time we saw him, he got owned. Like he didn't even look like he belonged in there. You are correct. Now I want to say I don't think he was 100 percent that night. He didn't look 100 percent to me. So in his defense, it could have been an off night. But that's what people will remember. Mike Mallett, Adam Fujit, these are not household names. Danny Gay, I mean, had all those losses. That's going to stick in a lot of people's memories. Nate Landwehr's had a couple of decent finishes, but does he really have that much of a following? I doubt it. This might be the worst pay-per-view this year. Like, yeah, like how many buys? Like, it's going to be sad, man. It's going to be sad. And what I hate about it is that it's I, – I know the UFC. They don't like to blame themselves. They don't like to blame their fighters. They're going to blame Canada. Blame Canada. <laughs> right? like 100%, man. That's what's going to happen. They're going to say, oh, we expected more. You know, and last time we were in Canada, we had this huge turnout, whatever. I think they're, and they're going to say, well, you know, we, we didn't – I don't even know if they'll sell out of the arena. I think they will just because it'll be a novelty. But, like, bro, unless GSP is going to come and start doing, like, the announcing, you ain't getting shit. Yeah. It's just – I don't know. Like, I mean, of course, we're going to watch it. But <laughs> when you've got when you've got guys on the card that we as analysts don't recognize that well, that's not a good sign. And considering it's a, a you know, a UFC, this is not a fight night. Yeah. Fight night, it's, it's whatever. Those are the showcase people and, like – I consider Fight Night almost like amateur comedy hour, where it's like there's a bunch of people you barely know who've been doing this for a bit, and then a couple headliners at the end. Yeah, and if you're lucky, somebody stands out. Yeah, and I think that's what this this card's gonna need. This card's gonna need like Mark Andre Barrio to like fucking choke somebody as he, <laughs> as he rips teeth out, right? Like Danny Gay to starch <laughs> Nate Landwehr, right? Like we need a bunch. <laughs> You know it'd be great, Kobe. You know it'd be fucking hilarious if every fight ended in a first round TKO or just KO. So that'd be every fantastic. Fight. That'd be fantastic. Well, no, just to fuck over UFC even more because it'd be like, fuck, dude, we don't have enough time. Like, we're under by like an hour and a half. I'm saying every fight from early prelim to prelim to main card, just everybody first round TKO. That's it. But see, that they won't have a problem with. They won't have a problem with because there are so many big fights coming up. Yeah. Right. They'll just be plug in their next events. Mm, fair, fair. Right? So that's that's like, I don't know, man. I, I hope. I hope it's decent. Do you know how shitty this card is? There's only three prelim fights. What? 
Yeah, early prelim. There's only three. Well, that's early. Oh, usually there's five. I don't know. Actually, let me look at the prelims who we got here. And there's only four prelims, dude. We got Schnell. Schnell's decent. Schnell right. Dvorak is not a bad fight. Khalil Roundtree is, I mean, Roundtree Dacus, at least somebody will get knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, seriously, someone's going to get knocked out there, right? Uh, I, yeah. like, I like um, Miranda Maverick, Jasmine, Jasmine Divicius or whatever. I'm not sure how you spell pronounce her name. I know Maverick. It'd be a scrappy fight. Nasardina Mavavov is okay. Chris Curtis looked terrible his last time out. He'll want to erase that. I like Hakeem Devadu, man. Hakeem is actually pretty solid. Right. I think I actually think look this up for me. I think Hakeem has a win over Ige. Mm-hmm. Does he? Mm-hmm. So far I'm not seeing anything. No, I don't think so. Nope. Let me see. I thought he fought a, a, a real name recently. Hold on. He's Canadian. Yes. So I'm glad they got him on the card. He's actually a pretty exciting fighter. They could have they could have put him on the main card. What we got here? Who we got? Da, 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 da. Could you imagine? <clears throat> you know, play devil's advocate. Oh, Julio Arce. That's who. That's who it was. Okay. Could you imagine? Just imagine this world for a second. Where, for whatever reason, both Amanda Nunez and Charlie Oliveira had to pull out the card? No, guy, they canceled the event. <laughs> that would be it for the event. I'd feel so bad. Okay, so, like, like I mean, that's how sad this card is. It only took us, like, 15 minutes to talk about it. <laughs> wait. Legitimately. Let's, okay, wait, let's look ahead. We'll look ahead to the next UFC fight night. It's uh, Saturday, June 17th, headlined by Marvin Vittori and Jared Cannonier. And it's got a co-main with Armin Sarukian versus Joaquin Silva. Like, that's – those are more interesting fights to me. Oh, so we're, we're going to skip over the uh, the Saturday one? The Kai France? Well, that's like that's in a couple of days. Yeah. This will be, See, the this will be out after this, right? Yeah, oh, fair, fair, fair. Yeah, I mean, we definitely obviously should talk about – <laughs> the next uh I feel so bad. Right. Like Marvin Vittori, Jerry Cannonier is actually a cool fight. I'm excited for that, especially because both of them have fought uh, Izzy and lost. I picked Vittori. I'm picking Vittori here. Oh, I'm picking Vittori 100 percent Just because I don't think Cannonier has the gas. Yeah, no, Cannonier's not going no. No. Yeah, Vittori is like got a, he has a crazy pace at middleweight. He does. And he's he does. hard to take out. But the thing is, too, so people argue that Cannonier, like, oh, he went all five rounds with Izzy. Uh, every person has gone all five rounds with Izzy, except for the one who knocked him out, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, like, Izzy's, Izzy's goal isn't really to knock you out. No. If he, if you give him an opening, if you, if you figure something out where you're leaving a blatant opening, he'll take you out. But for the most part, his goal is to just not be damaged. That's it. Right? I'm going to fight you flawlessly, and at the end, they're going to raise my hand. And that's what he does, and he does it well. Yeah. But yeah, so I like I like Vittori there. And then the Sarukian, Joaquin Silva fight. I like Sarukian. I'm, I'm a fan of Sarukian. So it's, I mean, that's 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 biased by me, but I, I like Sarukian. It kinda, it's kind of weird that you got two guys on the card, both named Armin. <laughs> you also got Armin Petrosian on the card. Oh, that's true. Well, I mean, so Armin's facing good old Christian Duncan, buddy. Christian Duncan, this guy's so fun to watch too. Just TKOing everyone. Like the last time he fought was that one dude 
Dusko or what's his name? Yeah, it is Dusko. Yeah. So fought Dusko, knocked him out in like a couple seconds. Guy's just a beast. 8 0. Mind you, Duskin is who? So this is a bit of a step up for him in competition. Yeah, this is, this is a significant step up. This is a significant step up. Petrosian's not a joke, right? But I wouldn't be surprised if he gets starched as well. I think Duncan has something special. Yeah, and I think the UFC recognizes it. Never underestimate that, man. Never underestimate Dana going like, I like this guy. Because <laughs> if he likes someone, you're going to get some pretty favorable matchups. Oh, <laughs> right? Course. They're going to look cut. for guys that you can you can tune up if possible. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, right 100%. on, man. Right on. Looking forward to it. We'll have to get to UFC 289 first. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully there's fireworks. That's all I can say. I hope there's fireworks. Let us know if you're going to tune into UFC 289. And after the fact, we'll talk about it a bit. Yep. Fuck, it's so shitty that the fight night actually gets more hyped than fucking 289. That's brutal, man. <sighs> Whatever. 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 And I think, I think fighters approach major UFC events differently too. Oh, 100%. Right? Because it's a pay-per-view, you you assume there's going to be more eyes on me. Like, I can't look stupid here. And sometimes that causes fighters to be a little too patient. Yeah. You get very defensive fights because they're like, I don't want to look stupid on pay-per-view. So they play a defensive game. Whereas on fight nights, a lot of times fight nights, it's guys that are trying to get noticed. They're like, I'm going out there. I'm just going to freaking leave it all out there. That's it. I either win or die. <laughs> and some of the best events I've seen are fight nights. I love fight nights. They're my favorite. <laughs> right on. Right All on. Right, Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website, www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcast's experience, where no sport is left behind.